Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Okay, Glams, I don't know if you missed it, but Kirby and I were in a little Super Bowl commercial that was actually not little at all. It was absolutely major. We both are still pinching ourselves that we had this opportunity. We have the two masterminds behind not just this year's spot, but also last year's spot to discuss everything you have ever wanted to know about what it takes to create a iconic Super Bowl ad, specifically one about beauty. Today we have Corey Marchisoto, the Chief Marketing Officer of Elf Beauty and the President of Key Soul Care, and Lisa Sulodi, the Co-Founder and Chief Communications Officer of Shadow. We love these women. We love these women. And we loved them before we even knew that they were behind the magic of Elf. If you're a Glamgelino through and through, you know that we have been shouting Elf from the rooftops just about how innovative, how current, how modern, how fun their marketing is, how they seem to jump onto things with a swiftness faster than any other brand. Ladies, we talk about how Elf, when we think of TikTok and the musically to TikTok rebrand, Elf was the first beauty brand to really go all in on TikTok. And look, look at the brand now. I mean, this must feel like such a gratifying moment, especially for the two of you. You've come a long way. How's, how does it feel? There are so many feelings that it is very hard to describe. And I have to tell you, I was with John Dick recently of Civic Science, and he does a lot of research on emotions. How are consumers feeling? How do feelings inform behaviors? So you'll really appreciate this. He puts up a chart and he's trying to show us the range of emotions. Do people feel happy, angry, upset, la la la, right? Like full range. And then I'm in the in the chat in the virtual room and I go, what if I'm feeling all of them at the same time? <laughs> I'm kind of having that feeling right now. And I do want to say that Lisa and I are here as representatives of an entire dream team. There is an extraordinary group of humans at Shadow, an extraordinary group of superheroes at Elf, and then there is an extraordinary group of people that we surrounded ourselves with in order to make this incredible magic happen. So I want to give real credit to the incredible group of magic makers that we surround ourselves with. And Lisa, Shadow has been with Elf for how long now? Lucky seven, seven years, if you can believe it. It feels so much longer. Sarah and I, I mean, I think when we think of Elf, we think of Shadow. They are very synonymous to both of us. We we love this collaboration between the brand and the agency. And I'm I'm curious, when you guys first came together, were there dreams of going to the Super Bowl? Like, what was Elf before Shadow got involved? Who was Shadow before Elf got involved? That is my favorite question of all time. And Corey knows that. So when Elf came to Shadow, Elf was a very different brand in every possible way, right? So down to truly the product, but also the brand as a whole, I think the spirit of the brand has always been the same. The ethos of the brand serving every eye, lip, and face has always been there, right? But I think truly Corey coming in, you know, and the team that we have today was so transformative for the brand and the way that we were able to really reposition and reshape the perception for the brand. That was truly a game changer in, I think, the chapters that we've had, and we've had so many together. And I look at each of them and I'm so proud of all of them. Corey talks a lot about like what needs to be true for something to happen. And I can look back and I can tell you, I remember when we did a collaboration with Christian Siriano. This was literally seven years ago. And I remember that moment and I'm like, okay, that was something that no one ever expected to happen. And no one expected to see from an elf. Like we did his fashion show. You wouldn't expect to see elf backstage at a fashion show at that time. Right. It just was not something you ever dreamed of. And because of that moment, it opened up certain doors for the brand, not all doors, but certain doors. It was like, every single thing was like, you know, it's like building a house brick by brick. And every single moment that we created got us to the next bigger moment. So looking back, Super Bowl was never on the agenda, right? It just was not. And 
I think if Corey even put it on the agenda, maybe three years ago, I'd be like, what's going on? What's happening? Like, are you like really? It just was not on the agenda whatsoever. But I think so much needed to evolve and happen for the brand, the way that I think people connected with the brand, understood the brand. And it really was that like perception shift that was really massive that we were hammering every single day that led us to a place where we could even be in a position to talk about bigger campaigns. And those campaigns had to happen before we even would talk about a Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's the most exciting seven-year story and it would take hours to get through all of it, let me tell you. But it's also, I think, one of our proudest achievements in a lot of ways because it really shows how, you know, if you are really focused and really strategic and really proactive and not just hoping it's going to happen, it has to be really intentional, it has to be holistic in every single element of how you market a brand to be able to see that type of explosive impact. You know, and I attribute so much of it to the phenomenal team at Elf because they come from that place of, Yes, and wanting to take risks and trying the things that another brand is honestly going to spend 18 months debating. I walk out of a meeting and we've got decisions. I mean, that just doesn't happen. It just doesn't. And I mean, just speaking of like taking risks and opening doors for the brand, like when you do that, you guys are also opening the doors for so many other brands who like look at you and they're like, wait, that's so cool. We want to be backstage at Fashion Week wait, that's so cool. We want a Super Bowl ad. I mean, look at all the beauty ads that are happening this year that happened, aired on Super Bowl Sunday. It's like you guys obviously were the ones that started that trend. So like, let's talk about that meeting that you had. How did you decide that you wanted to do it? Like what business does beauty have being at the Super Bowl? Like Kirby and I understand, like when we saw it, we were like, holy crap, this is genius. This totally makes sense. But like, why did it take so long for other brands to realize it? Like what was happening in that meeting between you guys? So let's go back to last year, because I think that really carved the path for us to get under the hood, to understand where are the places and spaces that we actually belong next? Because last year, 19 years of brand building had to be true for us to arrive at the big game. And this year, 20 years had to be true with one big game spot behind our back. So two very different places to be standing. So last year, it actually started with a conversation between me and our head of insights. And she called me up and she said, holy shit, you're never going to believe this. I go, what? Tell me. Because Elf tickles me every single day. Every, every single day is like a year in any other company. And she said, we are the number two skew. Power Grip Primer, this little green machine, is the number two skew in all of mass cosmetics. And I was like, that's, that's not even possible. Primer is a category 13. And what I mean by that is it's the 13 smallest category. You have to get through foundation and mascara and lip and eye and all the things before you find. So the fact that this little green machine could be ahead of all of those mascaras and all of those lipsticks and all of those foundations, is it's unfathomable. It's absolutely remarkable. So of course, because we're very competitive, I said, well, how far are we from number one? And she said, K-Boss, one marketing activation will be the number one skew in all mass cosmetics. So dizzied, like dizzying. So those are the moments where you stop time and you say, I need to bring a team of magic makers together to talk about what the elf do we do about this piece of information that we have in front of us. So we knew we had to do something bigger and better than ever before. And as a digital native brand, all of our marketing energy effort and spend had been in the digital stratosphere for the 19 years. We had never done TV and we had never stepped outside of the digital realm. So we knew we were going to have to do something way bigger than we had ever done before. So we said, okay, well, it is basically January at that point of last year when we knew we wanted to hit that stat, right? Big ambitions. So we were looking out into the crystal ball and saying, well, what, what is in front of us? What is happening? And then Jennifer Coolidge got on stage, accepted her award and said her dream role was to play a dolphin. So we're like, stickiest star in beauty. Everybody's upset, obsessed with this sticky quotient. The stickiest cultural icon just said she wanted to play a dolphin. This product actually gives you dolphin skin. What could be a stage that would be big enough to hold this kind of explosive magic? 
And what was three weeks away? The big game. So that doesn't mean we belonged at the big game. So we said, hold on a second. What's going on at the big game? And then we started to look at the numbers. 115 million people, 47% of which are women, and less than 1% of the commercials are beauty. Oh, we belong, and we belong big. So we put those three stars together. We made ourselves a constellation. We went to our tried and true partner at Shadow and said, holy elfing moly, we are going to do the craziest thing ever. And anybody know anybody in Camp Coolidge? Because we got some ideas. (laughs) Okay, so then Lisa, she's raising her hand saying, we knew someone in Camp Coolidge. Who did you know? How did this happen? Because, I mean, when we discussed this on the podcast last year, from the Golden Globes to the Super Bowl is literally what insane people do. Like, you're all mentally unwell. I'm sorry, but like, who would put themselves through this? And it's a huge risk. I mean, you have all the factors there, right? Just like you said, I didn't realize the number of women watching was that almost equal to men. That is an amazing stat. And it makes sense to bring beauty to these masses, right? But obviously, you're getting Jennifer Coolidge involved. This is like you're banking on Jennifer Coolidge. Was this even going to happen without her? How did you get her? Like, Lisa, can you? And also, did you think that Corey was crazy? (laughs) Well, that's a, that's a loaded, you know what, when you're, when you're in daily crazy, like you normalize it and we like to rebrand the crazy and how we work. And what Corey and I talk about sometimes is how we like normalize extraordinary and we normalize things that just seem really unthinkable and impossible. And we're like, yeah, we're going to do that. And we're going to do it well. And it's just when you get in that mode of operating, it just, yeah, of course, the first reaction is like, oh my God, are we doing this? We're doing it, you know, but then you get down to, down to business and, you know, we have relationships everywhere at Shadow, of course, but with this particular situation, we knew her publicist literally 20 years, 25 years. So when there's opportunities where that's the beauty of the relationships that we have, of course, they're everywhere, but they're deep. So for us to be able to immediately text a camp and be able to immediately reach out to a team, that brought huge you know, speed to already a really challenging process. The other piece was we worked really quickly on that creative. And being able to go to a talent with a creative that is relatively baked, because we always come from that philosophy that your creative has to be the leader. You can't just start with a talent and then kind of back into it with the creative. Could another talent have done sticky? Sure. Would it have been? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You know what it was? No. Like that was the magic she brought that like the physical comedy and also Let's not forget about Mike White, right? Mike White played this key role where, yes, we developed the creative and then we wrote it with him, you know? And so that gave her faith in what she knew the script was going to be. That gave her comfort in that creative process because she's very involved creatively, right? There was a lot of like just her on the fly and in the moment you're like, what's she going to say? What's going to, it's, that's like the beauty of working with her, right? And we joke all the time about it went so quickly. Things were moving at such a pace that we would have a meeting in the morning and we were calling them Jennifer Coolidge and Michael White at, you know, 9 a.m. And by 4 p.m., it's like Jen and Mike and he's on a plane he's, and he's flying for eight hours and needs this. But that was just the speed at which things were moving and escalating. And I think pull something off like that. Yes, you're not going to sleep. You're not going to breathe. You're not going to be alive. And that's just what it is. But beyond that piece, of course, 
I think to be able to have real conviction in the creative, to have real conviction in what you're setting out to do and to do it to the extent that you're like, are we doing this? You know, like that was what we all would, would look at each other and say, oh my God, like this is such another level. Like what, it, it was just insane to even think about. And we're pulling this off in three weeks. Yes, we are. We would have moments this year where we would be in like a panic of like, oh my God, and we have this amount of time and that amount of time. And then we would realize, okay, but last year we were 15 days out from even being on set. And that would kind of ground us a little in our timeline, which was still crazy this year, but it moved really quickly. And I think having, having those relationships, having the ability to work so closely with Elf where we were side by side every step of the way, you know, making quick decisions together, being clear in those decisions and like feeling good about those decisions. It allowed for something like that to happen, which is really unthinkable, truly. And to go back to the things that needed to be true for that moment to be true. And there, there are many, right? If you think about the iceberg metaphor, we're only looking at the top. So for sure, the relationships and the depth of relationships are crucial. There's also the people under the hood that we've never seen, like Jennifer Coolidge's social media manager. And Kirby, you brought up our TikTok back in 2019. He was part of that journey. And Elf invited him into a world that he felt shut out of. Elf brought him in not only the accessibility from a price perspective, which was really meaningful for him because he couldn't afford overpriced makeup, but it also invited him in to be his best elf, as we like to say. So he found a home in Elf and he actually became an advocate for Elf among that field. He would bring it on set. People knew about Power Grip Primer. They knew about Halo Glow. He would do makeup tutorials when they were behind the scenes. So when the call came in from Lisa and her partners, it wasn't like, who's Elf? It was like, Elf? I love Elf. So we're cruelty-free. She feels really strongly about animals and doing good, you know, in, in that particular camp, especially for finned friends. We actually changed our purpose statement after we met her. It used to be Elf stands with every eye, lip, face, and paw, and we added Finn to the end of it because she showed us the importance of standing up for sea creatures as well. So it just became this incredible heart-to-heart -heart moment our hearts were in it. It wasn't just put your heads together and make something happen. It was real heart that led the way. And, you know, obviously this happens and you're, I mean, Sarah and I were just like, oh my God, this is so smart. This is so brilliant. We are obsessed with this. Genuinely, not just like, oh, like, we hope we can get Jennifer Coolidge on the podcast or something. Like, literally, we we're like, this is so... We were just impressed with the speed of it all. That's what we kept talking about, just how quickly you were able to capitalize on something that she had said only three weeks prior. Now, we know the Super Bowl is one of the biggest stages for commercials and advertising. I don't know, Sarah, I don't know if you know this, but in college, I went to school for journalism. But when we came down to brass tacks about figuring out our focus, my focus was advertising and public relations. So I absolutely love seeing these marketing campaigns come to life and learning about them. And we know that the Super Bowl commercials cost a pretty penny. I mean, like it's been reported $7 million for a 30 second spot. The ROI has to be there. Obviously, you're still getting a lot of that ROI information from this year's commercial. But when it comes to Jennifer's for 2023, do you have any stats that you can share with us about how effective that ad was or how it placed Elf in people's minds? Absolutely. So one stat I didn't mention before that I think you'll both really appreciate, outside of 115 million viewers, of which nearly 50% are women, of which of the 115... 75% of viewers say that their favorite part of Super Bowl Sunday is the commercials. So you've got an incredibly engaged audience that is actually standing there waiting to feel something. And that is really critical when you think about it. I'm not just sitting here eating buffalo wings, which is why I love the big game. <laughs> I'm also sitting here to watch the commercials. So we have a very highly engaged audience. Last year, because we had never done this before, because this was our first foray into TV, period, forget about on the big game stage, we didn't really know what to expect. 
we knew it was going to be big, but we didn't really say, okay, it has to meet this particular KPI or that particular KPI. We were like, let's see what happens. It was a regional buy. We knew the investment we were making. Let's wait until after and see whether or not that was worth our while. And it blew away every expectation we could have ever possibly imagined. So I'll just give you a couple of stats. In terms of impressions, the biggest campaign that we had ever had before that was with Megan Trainer, which was actually just a few weeks prior to that. And we hit 6 billion with a B impressions and we all nearly passed out and died because we're like, oh my God, I can't even believe that just happened. That's the most amazing thing that ever happened in our lives. Well, fast forward just a few weeks to the big game spot with Jennifer Coolidge and just moved the decimal place, 60 billion impressions. So every single conversation had Elf in it. The other things that we saw is that our commercial with Jennifer was number one in brand sentiment. We had an 89% positive score, which is absolutely extraordinary. We had tens of thousands of brand mentions across the entire digital ecosystem. Of course, we want to see more things than that. So we looked under the hood and we said, did this impact actual sales? Power Grip Primer before the game was selling one every eight seconds. After the game, it was selling one every three and a half seconds. So we saw not only purchase intent go up by 64%, but we also saw velocity of the particular item. And a big part of that was we built the commercial around what our community was doing with Power Grip Primer. They were going nuts in TikTok, sticking things to their faces, papers. They were trying to see, like, does the brush in my bathroom after I use it on my face stick to my hand? So you see how we actually translated that together with Jennifer into the commercial. So people were so enamored that they were finding themselves in their own patterns that then other people wanted to try. How sticky is it really? (laughs) So it blew every metric we could have ever imagined. We had trending TikToks. Dolphin skin became a thing. So all of the things that you you would expect to see, massive brand boost, awareness lift, sentiment, all the things. That is incredible. That's the stuff that Sarah and I love to hear about. We're like, give us a good stat and give us a reliable one, please. (laughs) Not some random one you made up in your office. Thank you. (laughs) That is so impressive. One every three and a half seconds. One every three and a half seconds. Is that the number one skew currently still? Yeah. Power Grip Primer is the number one skew in all of mass cosmetics. And I have to just pause there again because it is unbelievable heard of that a primer would beat a mascara or a foundation. So number one skew in all of mass cosmetics in the US. And this year, we decided to feature Halo Glow, which is a different star in the elf beauty sky. And we decided to feature Halo Glow because Halo Glow became our number one product story. It's actually the biggest product we ever launched in terms of volume in a single year. So that took off massive viral sensation. Again, we tapped into our community. We were watching, what are they saying about it? What are they doing with it? Why? How are they using it? And the biggest thing there was the absolute obsession that they could get something that was better than the performance of the prestige item, which was over $40 for $14. They were so enamored by that, that that's what all the videos became about. And then that opened up this whole new conversation, which was the beauty community starting to almost judge one another about overpriced makeup. And why are you paying more money than you need to when e.l.f. has insert product name here? So now you start to see how this all comes together. Well, you've got this judging happen in the beauty space. You've got everybody obsessed with Halo Glow. You've got courtroom drama bubbling up all over the place with Judge Judy's new show is number one on Amazon Freebie. Suits was record-breaking in Nielsen data, becoming the most streamed show of 2023. You've got Ronald Gladden's hashtag hitting 275 billion views on TikTok. So we're like, whoa, okay, hold on. There's another constellation to be made here. Elf's core value proposition, this incredible halo glow phenomenon and courtroom drama should come together and take the biggest stage there is. Okay, so then did you know that you wanted to have Judge Judy? (laughs) Justice Judy, Judge Judy Shinelin. 
at your service. <laughs> also, like last year, it was like, okay, Jennifer Coolidge. That's like one person. This year, there is like, okay, we've got <laughs> Judge Judy, Ronald Gladden. We've got the cast of Suits. We've got Benny Drama, like Megan Trainer. So many incredible stars. Kirby and Sarah. I mean, I have to say, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan of the Los Angeles podcast. <laughs> Huge, huge egos that you really have to wrangle in at, yeah. on a stage like this. Right. You should have seen our writer. Our writer was crazy. All Elf Cosmetics. And Earth Cafe. No, just kidding. Okay. Erewhon. Erewhon. Oh, Erewhon. Okay. So <laughs> Sarah, I think, is leading to, like, this concept is, again, brilliant. When Rachel and Brittany got us on a Zoom, they sent us this really cryptic email and I'm like, they're going back to the Super Bowl. Then, wh what did you say, Sarah? I can't remember what you said. You were like, is it like, are we going to the game? Like, is that what you mean? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, no, we're going to the Super Bowl. And she's like, oh, my God, are they wanting to take us to the game? I'm like, no, I think they're doing another Super Bowl commercial. And I couldn't believe it, obviously. Yeah. We were just like, this is crazy. We get on this call. They break down the theme, who's involved. And we're like, this is so smart the strategy, the bringing it all together, the synergy of all of these things, they just make complete and total sense. Judge Judy is clearly a huge part of this. Like it's judge beauty for crying out loud. So Lisa, I'm assuming you have Judge Judy's something or another on speed dial. Like, you know, her third cousin or something and like she was able to get in. Please enlighten us on how this all came together. We knew the people and Here's the thing, guys. So it needed to be Judy. Like we we knew it needed to be Judy, right? And we were building a world, like an entire universe, and she needed to play the role. We also knew she does not do commercials. She's never done a commercial. So it was quite an ask. And so we knew the creative needed to really be strong. The creative really needed to hit. She needed to be like. There's no way I would, I would pass on this. And so we had the conversations with her team and they said, I actually think this might be something she would be interested. In. We will actually take it to her. And what was honestly the really critical point here was not Judge Judy, was actually her grandkids. So the backstory behind the backstory really is, is that her bucket list in entertainment was to do a Super Bowl spot. So she was loving the creative, really intrigued by it, loved the brand, like really liked the opportunity of being at the Super Bowl. But she asked her grandchildren, like, do you guys know Elf? Like what? And they went bananas. They're like, oh my God, Elf is the hottest brand. It's all I use. It's all I wear. I'm going to try this. They get their makeup. I mean, they went nuts. So of course we naturally sent them a tremendous delivery of all the things. <laughs> and they really made that key influence on her that helped her understand whatever she didn't know about the brand's kind of hold on her, you know, grandkids sort of group. But then like beyond that, it was like, oh no, Elf's like kind of hold on the world in a lot of ways. Like she was able to really grasp the impact of the brand. And then I think from there, that's what really got us to that finish line of her being all in, like truly. And, you know, I think we're so grateful to that piece of it because it made it so personal. There's a lot of personal pieces along the way. People that, you know, we had a lot of our cast members bringing their kids to set. Like you may have even seen like from like babies to teens that were all there. I mean, it was such a family environment in a lot of ways, right? But even knowing that even the backstory to the backstory, the backstory had grandkids influencing decisions. And I think it just ultimately goes back to the community is always the heart of so many decisions and so much magic that happens for Elf, right? They were a part of that community already, you know, and they were loving and living the brand. And because of that, they were actually able to impact this massive moment that we're all talking about. I mean, it's nuts to think about, you know, but she'd never done a commercial before. And the idea that we got to be the first, that we got to be that bucket list moment for her. I mean, that was totally nuts to think about, but we, we really did need that ensemble to build that world and that universe, you know? And I think it allows everyone to kind of spot someone that they, that they love, 
And it's, it's talents that have been part of the Elf family, like you guys, and talents that have been part of the Elf family, like Megan Trainer with our Glowstorm campaign, right? And Heidi and Closet, who was part of our Elf family. There were so many talents that we were bringing back and then new talents bringing into, into the fold. But it was so important for everyone in the community to be able to see like someone that, oh my God, wait, I see that. Oh my God, wait, but I see. That was that fun and that energy, that excitement that we knew that an ensemble would honestly really bring. Totally. You know, if you go back to the stage that we're putting this incredible piece of creative that is, if we do our jobs right, going to make people feel something. And last year, we not only came in with a wave maker and said, women are underserved and Elf is here to change that. But we came in with a woman who was over 60. This year, the star of our show is a woman who's over 80. And that is by design. It is so important for us to make sure that we live the capital E in every eye, lip, and face. And what I loved most between last year's spot and this year's spot was the number of letters that we were getting in from people saying, hi, Elf, I've never written you before to tell you this, but I'm over 60 and I love your products too. And I don't find myself in your brand. And those letters started to pour in. It's like once they saw Jennifer, they actually wanted to tell us proudly how old they were. And if you think about how most people perceive Elf, Elf is a Gen Z favorite brand. Sure, we love Gen Z. Gen Z loves up. We, we wrap our arms around them every morning and we love them. We're also for every eye, lip, and face. And it was a really important moment for us to open the every door. And once we did and we saw the incredible emotion that started to pour in, we knew that we needed to stick on this multi-generational journey. So to Lisa's point, everybody could find themselves in the work that we were doing. Absolutely love that call out because that's something that Sarah and I both noticed and both were obsessed with. I mean, Judge Judy is 81 years young and she is still like kicking ass and taking names later. We need to talk about Zach Woods because he is a star, but also the director of this commercial. and. It was crazy because I watched The Office, obsessed with The Office, obviously, and I love Silicon Valley too. He is an amazing actor, an amazing comedic talent. Can you tell us a little bit about the decision? Because we were told there were a lot of interviews for a director, but he was the most humble and seemed to be the one that had the best personality that would benefit all of the talents that are on this set because there are a lot of strong personalities. And for what it's worth... We had the best time on set. We didn't see any egos. It felt like a community. It felt very fun. Zach, even as the director, like, you know, leading the ship. Incredible. Incredible. Like the way that he interacted with everyone, especially Judge Judy in particular, like <laughs> no ego. Like she would be like, no, no, I'm, I don't want to take that again. He'd be like, okay, let's move on. She's like, it was perfect. You said it yeah. was perfect. Why am I taking it again? And we're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, girl. That's right. And then like him directing Megan, who like, obviously she is also a star, but not like, you know, an actor herself either. And it was just, he was just so kind, but also like so smart, such a brilliant decision. So at Elf, we like to say we're bold disruptors with a kind heart. And both are really important independently, but collectively is where the magic actually happens. And I'm so glad you felt that on set because it is, you know, in the funnel of what needs to be true for us to work with people, that's what we're looking for. People who are not afraid to go against the grain, to disrupt the status quo, renegades, challengers, who are also doing it heartful. We're fearless and we're heartful. And we, we saw that in Zach in so many ways. And there are two moments on set that were most touching for me the first one was when Judge Judy walked into the room and you were obviously both in the room for that. And the standing ovation, the the power and the energy that this little woman brought into this massive room. She lit the entire place up the second the door opened. I, I actually think we felt her before she even walked into the building. That's how much she commands in terms of her presence and her power and her energy. Just an incredible role model for all of us. That moment was truly extraordinary. The other moment was when Zach was so touched, probably halfway through the day, 
by how well this was going and how much creative freedom we were giving him that he had to come back into the pit where we were. You guys were actually in the courtroom. We couldn't be in the courtroom. We had to be on the side. And he's like, I just had to come in here to tell you guys that in my entire career, I've never been invited to unleash my best self in the way you have all invited me here to do that today. And that is the spirit of Elf. That is the kind of people we surround ourselves with. And Lisa and the Shadows have been with us for seven years. So they feel who is going to work with the Elf energy. They feel it. They know it. They can spot it immediately. So we give them so much trust because this brand lives inside their hearts too. So they know how to find that magnetic attraction to our particular orbit of inspiration. Now, Sarah and I, I think, can say as well that, you know, we obviously saw you guys on set and we were in the courtroom for a majority of the time, but we were kind of amazed at, you know, obviously I'm sure there's walkies and there's in-ears happening and you're getting feedback and Zach's getting feedback and whatever. But for the most part, you know, we've been on sets with clients and and we know how this goes. And it's usually a lot less free. <laughs> like there is, there's a lot of terror almost to make sure that clients are happy and that these brands are getting exactly what they want. But I think the thing that really makes Elf stand out is that y'all are willing to, like you said, take risks, have fun and embody what the people are actually talking about and what a person watching would actually want to enjoy. Sometimes these brands, they get in their head about messaging, they get in their head about what what it's going to come off as, and they're not thinking about the person that's actually consuming it. So we tip your hat, you know, to both of you for or our hat rather for, for doing so, because we we enjoyed the whole process and we loved how everybody else seemed to love the process too. Guys, you're really going to make me cry. Like, honestly, <laughs> It's too much. Like, oh, but I just, I love that you have that perspective. You so uniquely have it because you were in the room and you could feel those things. And Zach, I mean, oh, he just continued to amaze us in every meeting, in every discussion, every brainstorm before he even set foot on set. A lot of work and preparation went into it being as smooth as it did. But it was also because we invited everyone to be who we wanted them to be, which was truly who they already are. We're not trying to force them to be other people. We wanted Judy to come in and be precisely who she is, you know, and she knows who she is and she's going to be exactly herself. And that's what truly you could say that of every single talent, you know, and we brought them in because we wanted them to be authentic to who they are. And I think Zach was so brilliant at being able to bring out the best in everybody, but he also was really instrumental in all the work that it took leading up to it to then make sure that it was that really beautiful choreographed dance that you saw that did leave room for, you know, in the moment ideas. Of course, you're going to have those moments, things that, things that are landing, things that are not, things that are like, wait, let's keep going and see where that could take us. You have to leave space for that, of course. But you know, he was also such an amazing partner leading up to it because, I mean, Corey laughs about the, the binder from, from heaven that we call it where, you know, she arrived on set and it's like, I mean, it was just the Bible of that experience, but so much work and time and energy went into making sure that when you walked on set, you had the vision, you had everything in such a place to set everyone sort of free, right? To be able to see through what we all dreamed up. And it was highly choreographed in ways that we knew that, okay, every moment and every minute that we had of this ensemble cast mattered because we needed to capture so much in such a short period of time because there's, of course, the spot, but then there's everything else around the spot, right? And that was its whole other strategy. So Zach was really instrumental in making not just the dream of it a reality, but also functioning in such a way that it could be the choreographed dance that we all worked so hard to map out for that day. I don't think that we talked about this or either of you covered this. After Jennifer's Super Bowl ad, when was it decided that you guys were actually going to do this and do Judge Beauty? Yeah. When do you have to decide? Like, when do people start buying spots for the Super Bowl? Clearly, like you can buy it three weeks before, but like this time around. 
The thing that I actually wanted to ask, though, is did Taylor Swift influence this decision at all? (laughs) And I have to ask because I'm wearing Uh, Taylor's Bowl t-shirt. But, you know, obviously, like, it's still the year of the girl. I mean, like, we are still going so hard as the year of the girl. And I'm I'm curious, like, was Taylor Swift a, a glimmer in your head? Like, well, maybe more women will you, will you watching this year if Kansas City happens to go? And then, you know, lo and behold, how does this happen? So last year, we really kicked down the door and showcased what was possible and made it very clear that women were underserved. And it's amazing what can happen when you change that, right? When you know your elfing numbers, as I like to say, and then you act on them in real time by giving the people what they want. And we have spent since that moment, the last year doing just that in so many different ways. If you followed the incredible work we've done with makeup over makeup, cosmetic criminals, vanity table talk, which was born out of stuff we couldn't bear leaving on the cutting room floor after the Super Bowl um, shoot that we did, which was 16 hours of incredibleness with Jennifer Coolidge. We knew we needed to do more with that and we created the lip kit. So we're always acting in real time along with the cultural currents. And there's a reason for that. And it's because we shape culture. And that's a really important word. Notice we're not saying we lead culture. We're not in front of you asking you to come with us. We're also not a follower. We're not behind you following what you do. We're shaping it with you. I like to say that Elf is a brand that's of the people, by the people, for the people, created with the people. So after we were coming off of all of these incredible entertainment series, so we like to say that we're an entertainment company, and I think that's pretty clear that we've been able to deliver on that goal since we created an original music track in 2019, all the way up until the incredible work that we just showcased at the big game, we're, we're acting in real time. So we can't decide nine, eight, seven, six months before. We can't. We, we're not clear on exactly what is going to be relevant in the moment. When we started to see the signals really coming across loud and clear with the drama around our values, the drama around Halo Glow, the drama around the courtroom, that's when we knew we had our constellation. And when we have our constellation, unfortunately, we don't respect time. Time is a construct that we don't respect. We respect the constellation and the art of the constellation. Once we have the art of the constellation, then we come down to earth and we're like, oh shit, how much time do we have to make that happen? (laughs) And in this case, it was seven weeks. (laughs) Seven weeks. Oh my God. I was thinking that, yeah, you had like way longer than that. Wow. Okay. Seven is not that much longer than three. Yeah. We thought this was like a way longer endeavor. No, not much longer at all. What in the world? Y'all are masochists. (laughs) Give yourselves at least 10 weeks next year. Look at my eyes, guys. If you want to know how long we had on, just this tells you. That's it. That's how you can measure how long we've had. Well, acting in real time and shaping culture is the path of most resistance. And the people who work with Elf and around Elf, we love the hard stuff. We love the hard stuff. And had you filmed this, let's say, like, three, four months, you know, before it would have been a completely different commercial. You know, it, it just would have been so different. So, wow, you guys are incredible. That's like <laughs> so beyond. Okay. I want to talk about how both of you have mentioned that, you know, this ad is not just going to stop, you know, at Super Bowl Sunday. There's so much more, you know, to roll out. Obviously, like there's a lot of like, content that we're going to be seeing on social, like for each of the stars that we're at, you know, in this spot. Can you tell us like why that's an important strategy for you and what the thinking is behind that? So what's the thinking? There's so much thinking. There's always a lot of thinking. So, okay, you have the spot. Of course, you have our hero. But then beyond that, it goes on to a 60 second campaign that lives on for months ahead, right? And airs globally. But beyond that, how can you build a world like Judge Beauty and not create all of the storylines of all the different characters and thinking about Cooper, the intern, and thinking about Megan, our courtroom reporter, and what is everyone saying after the case? I mean, there's just so many storylines to tap into. So the commercial at the Super Bowl is really one piece of the puzzle, you know? So of course you see everything that's rolling out beforehand. 
you have your teasers, you have your BTS, you have your all smize, you have so many of these just fun, like zany moments, right? That truly capture the energy of this amazing ensemble cast in this world that we built. You're just allowing that that world to be so much bigger, so much louder. And, you know, it goes beyond just the 32nd and the 62nd. And that's what's so ownable for the brand. That's what's so ownable for this moment in time. And I think a lot of what we created sparks that energy of, I need more. I want to see more. I just need more of this. And so there was so much opportunity to create that. And I think because there's a lot of layers to the storyline, there's so much you can tap into, right? And so I think that allowed an endless runway for us truly to be able to uniquely tap into all of that talent that we assembled and all the storylines that we could tell. And I think there's another universal truth that we're tapping into. And that's perhaps what I love most about what we've done this year, even compared to last year. If you think about last year, we made it all about Power Grip Primer, all about the sticky quotient. We had a very clear mission in mind. This year, it's all about the value of ELF. It's all about our core value proposition and it's value with values. Not only are you getting the best of beauty made at a jaw-dropping value, it's also cruelty-free, vegan, fair trade certified, ELF clean, all of the values that we know our community cares about. And that's timeless. So when you think about this idea of Judge Beauty, this concept, this thematic, this can live on forever. This brand's been around for 20 years, and I would say its core value proposition is even more relevant today than it was 20 years ago. There is an incredible amount of emotion involved when people are saying, how am I able to get this unbelievable magnetic lip closure that looks like I would have to go to a counter of Neiman Marcus for $9? That's emotional. Save your money and go spend it on the other things we know are really important for you in your life. So the key component for us was being able to create these timeless concepts that are basically given the stage and the spotlight and the curtains up moment on the biggest stage of the year. But then they can live on endlessly like we saw last year with Vanity Table Talk, which seeing Jennifer Coolidge at that Vanity Table having a conversation with herself, cracking herself up about beauty, that's relevant 365 days a year. So we invited other people to the vanity table. So there's just this incredible long tail concept that comes from the head, heart, and soul of the brand that can radiate endlessly across all of the places and spaces that our audience is. Y'all are powerhouses. We adore you both. And we can't believe we were able to be a part of this. I mean, we were like, when Rachel and Brittany were telling us about it, we're like, okay, great. Yeah. Like keep us posted on the spot. Would love, like, would love to talk about it on the pod. And they're like, no, do you like want to be in this? We're like, you're kidding. You are absolutely kidding. It was the coolest experience. Just seeing Judge Judy. I know. In real life is really that alone. But like, it's so cool to see our listeners who wrote us and said, oh my gosh, I can't wait to try to spot you guys, you know, during the gig, the big game. And that's something that we never thought we'd be able to say. So thank you both for including us. We love Elf. We love Shadow. As an entertainment company, I mean, like that is something that's like really close to Sarah and I's heart. Like we love beauty, but we love entertainment. We feel like we are like very synergistic with both of y'all. This is why we're so passionate about it because you're really checking a lot of boxes for us. I'd love to add into that because that that value alignment, that kindred spiritness is so fundamental to success. And when I think about you two and your chemistry and why this works and why everybody tunes in all the time, you just have this exceptional energy and you're both energy accretive. And that's what I see with Lisa and I. We're just these two kindred spirits who have the same vision, maybe not always agreeing on exactly how to get there, but we push each other in a way that makes us both better and it makes the work better. And it's not always easy to get there. So when we talk about what needs to be true for your podcast to be successful, for Shadow to be successful, for Elf to be successful, I don't think we can underscore enough the power of the people that you surround yourselves with and how you set them up for success. And if I just go back five years, Lisa might kill me for telling you this story, but I'm going to tell you this story because I think it's really great for your listeners to hear. I got here 
five years ago. And as any CMO would do, you audit everything you have. What agencies are we working with? Who's touching our business? What does the team look like? All the things. And Shadow was not, let's just say, in the seat of most potential. And I took Lisa out and I said, you know, talk to me about your relationship because I see so much power in you guys, but I don't feel like I'm getting the maximum output of what you're capable of. So some synapses are not firing here. So help me understand how have you been set up for success or not? And that was a really important conversation that more brands should be having with all of their partners. Have we set you up for success? What can we do better to make sure that we can bring out the best in you? And then you reciprocate. So there's a magic in that relationship. And I love how you brought up before when you're seeing other sets or, or other campaigns being shot, there's a, a sense of fear. That sense of fear comes from not having the relationship that allows the cultural conditions necessary for people to thrive. And we, together with Shadow, have created the cultural conditions necessary for people to thrive. And that's the work that you saw at the big game. Absolutely amazing. You two, thank you for spending this hour with us. We can't wait to see who. Um, Diana Ross and uh, Meryl Streep and Viola Davis <laughs> and Michelle Yeoh next year in some kind of like... We're casting right now. I feel it. You're casting. I love a casting. I love a good casting. I love a love concept. Lisa, let's talk. Let's talk. I love it all. Did you see Diana Ross for, for Saint Laurent? Yeah. I mean, hello. Wow. She's killing it. She's aging in reverse. What? What is yeah. happening? I mean, she's Diana Ross. Cast her now. She's relevant all the time. Thank you both so much for sharing all this insight with us. We think our listeners are going to just eat this up. And again, thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this very special moment for ELF. We hope to see you guys soon. Thank you for having us. And thank you for being stars in our Super Bowl spot. Superstars, superstars. All right, that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com